One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're very welcome to Monday afternoon's late lunch on LMFM radio. Just saying on the way in, isn't it? Absolutely glorious day. You'd have a pep in your step. A little bit of frost, I have to say. I was up early this morning for sure. Had to use a little hot water on the windscreen. Uh, but look, it's just getting better and better as the day goes on. And the forecast for the week ahead ain't that bad either. It's actually good, to be honest with you. Beast from the east. <laughs> <laughs> not on your life don't say it to me if it happens it's not going to happen this week anyway for sure welcome to the show we've lots of chat and interesting guests music and more besides over the next couple of hours and since we're back on a Monday we weren't here last Monday with the bank holiday it's time for your Monday misplaced pronunciation today can you pronounce this place name I'm going to spell it for you are you ready A-N-N-A-G-H M-I-N-N-O-N. Can you pronounce it? A-N-N-A-G-H-M-I-N-N-O-N. Can you pronounce that word? We'd love to hear from you. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. A WhatsApp voicer is great. Say it for me. A-N-N-A-G-H-M-I-N-N-O-N. That's your misplaced pronunciation this Monday. Can you say it? We'll be back to it in a little while on the show. Now, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, of course, and perhaps the busiest people in this country and all over the world. Today, ahead of tomorrow, a florist. And I'm delighted to say hello to my next guest. It's been all too long. She's a Chelsea show winner and more besides. When I mentioned flowers by Moira, yes, landmark in Dunshockland. Jenny Murphy's on the line. Hello, Jenny. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me again on the show. And I'm sorry, I apologise. We are taking you away when there isn't a minute to spare in the day. Are you on top of your head there? Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're flat to the mat here. Um, yeah, so it's all going on. So yeah, busy day of the year tomorrow hitting us. But actually, it's actually been a love weekend, really. A lot of people were celebrating early, so we had deliveries going out all over the weekend, which was great to uh, to see people enjoying the whole weekend. Great. So the weekend has just segued nicely into tomorrow for you. Busiest day, is that what you said there? Is Valentine's the busiest day of the whole year for flowers? Yes because um, it's all concentrated on the one day and it's all concentrated worldwide on the one day whereas Mother's Day tends to be a little bit over the weekend Christmas for us what we call it we call it a season so it's all the month with you know house decorations or you know wreath classes or anything like that so it takes a season for Christmas but Valentine's Day it's the one you know it's the day but now we see over the past couple of years that people are enjoying the celebration over the weekend but tomorrow is the highest volume of orders we'll deliver in one day and um, yeah 
<laughs> love is definitely in the air. <laughs> love is in the air and it's great for your lovely boon as well for the business. Do people, do some people actually just run in in a panic to you on the day tomorrow? Will that happen? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but sure, look, that's what we're here for. Um, this is our, this is actually, so we're 40 years in business in, well, mum is 40 years in business in September oh. time. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's kind of, so you get used to it. So we have those that are very organised and then those that will be last minute and will maybe see the door open and go, oh, run in. And um, so we have a ready-made selection ready to go on the floor today and we'll be working late into night to make sure we have a full selection again for tomorrow and then have all the orders ready to go out for delivery as well. <laughs> Good on you. And how do you manage, you know, demand? Do you do you just space it on last year? Do you ta- have a little extra? You know, that you don't actually say to somebody, we've nothing left. Did that ever happen, that you had nothing left? Well, overall, you kind of look back to last year a little bit and mm. kind of go, okay, what we're kind of going, and you look at the trends and different things as well. So you, you look at what was last year, maybe what kind of, you know, for our flower order, we have to place that. And um, we do some pre-orders a couple of weeks in advance, and then we kind of, we have a three or four day lead time from Holland to get our flowers in, or, you know, in two days to get our, maybe our Irish foliage in. So, yeah, there's a little bit of guesstimating and mm. then you kind of wish in a prayer and you hope to God that you are busy and you sell everything because if there's a priority product you um, you know it's you, you don't want to be left with lots of roses yes. you're managing that so we can we've great suppliers wonderful suppliers that we work with at the long term and um, we'll always be able to get in contact with kind of going we're just run out of red roses can we get some more so we have um, a couple more things coming in tomorrow morning bright and early we'll have to, uh, to have ready for extras for the for the shop store for sale to make sure we have everybody's orders covered so yeah it's uh, logistically a lot of fun and very interesting <laughs> um, and then a lot of hands working here in the workroom and uh, a lot of friends just kind of giving us a dig out helping some people dropping us food in cakes have been dropped in to keep us all going so um, and we have a wonderful team here so um, yeah it's all just working together to make sure we get everybody's order delivered everybody sorted for tomorrow yeah. you mentioned yeah. red roses there yeah. is that the flower by far of choice on Valentine's Day I think it used to be I think people are kind of dispersing a little bit more so red you know it is the kind of the grand gesture of love the dozen red roses but I think a lot of people kind of go you know they'd like to have you know the, the their Valentine be it lady or gentleman or whoever they send the flowers it could be a Galentine's bouquet either um, they you know really it's personal choices some people prefer to have something that's all neutral so we have one that we have called Wonderful White and that's quite popular there's another one called Wild Love a little bit more I'd say loose and airy there's no lilies or you know there's no roses in that one there's maybe spray roses but it's pinks and lavenders that's really popular so I think people are not necessarily always sticking towards the red but they're going for kind of what the person receiving it will enjoy the most and I think that sometimes means more. Mm. So there's yeah. um, n- not a 100% to the red rose and bouquets, no. of course, bouquets are, are, are very popular as well. I- I'm going to be intrusive here and just give me a ballpark. People spend quite a bit on flowers and recipients absolutely love them. What would be the most you've ever seen spent on, you know, a Valentine's dozen or a, a special, you know, bouquet or whatever? What, what, what would the ceiling be? How high would people go? Oh, that's because sky's the limit if they want something particular. Like, I haven't got an order in just yet, but we can do. We have done before 100 red roses, so it's into a couple of hundred euros. Um, but 
Look, it's really, I'll say, personal preference. Some people are really kind of making the grand gestures, but I always kind of say, I know it's the one day, but I always think sometimes, you know, we might get a different occasion that someone say, kind of go, and they want to make a real a birthday special or an anniversary special, and they'll go all out. But yeah. really, we'll kind of cater to, if someone wants to go super crazy, we'll absolutely <laughs> help and advise them. To do that. Um, no yeah. bother to you. A hundred red <laughs> roses. I'm just thinking of that. A hundred, Jenny. And yeah. Obviously, when you talk about money, you're you're you know you're talking hundreds and hundreds. Of people are willing to spend spend on flowers as well. Now, here's my next leading question. Yeah. It is a day when the lady loves to receive the flowers. It's not really a man thing. Valentine's Day is it? When it comes to flowers. I think it's kind of Valentine's kind of, you know, well, to, mo, mo, I say most of our deliveries do do go out to ladies, but yeah. I think um, we still do have a few that go to gentlemen. Um, I think it's nice that they kind of, I know it's maybe traditional to get a card or aftershave or something like that, but I think sometimes when we send flowers, some people just really enjoy them. Could be something more like a more tropical, kind of more structured rather than something that's very delicate and feminine. But um, no, we can, you know, absolutely we do kind of send flowers on occasion to um Two gentlemen as well, and I think sometimes they're you know nicely received. I suppose sometimes it's not always expected, put it that way. Mm. It's not seen as a, a more masculine gift, but um, everyone loves to receive flowers. I think and enjoy them um, at home too. Man, flowers are a thing. So you say to me, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You see the way yeah. the world is is changing for sure. Yeah. As regards an age profile, you know, of people who uh, come to you for flowers, is it you know? Would I'm, I'm not trying to be ageist here, but is it a thing, say, of an age, say, twenties, thirties, forties, that that age group for the flowers, those uh, decades, and right the way up, it's kind of every age. So is we it? might get a teenager in, maybe it could be single Rosalie's once for his girlfriend. Again, up through the kind of right force visits, but still romance is kind of is, is forever. So again, you know, older gentlemen kind of go over selling to their wives, kind of when they're sending to the races. We also have, which is quite popular now, we send actually off a lot of mini little gifts. Um, dads giving, actually we've had a couple of people in their first Valentine's for their daughters, sending them either a single rose or a little, a little gift bouquet to uh, start their tradition with their daughters. Um, so sometimes we see that dads and um, the daughters to the flowers. Um so yeah, age profile. No, I think kind of I think it's kind of really a uh, wide spanning. It's mm. love, is, love is in the air for everybody, really. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, and and you know, isn't it great that there is a day? You know, I know for some people it's not on the agenda at all, but it is a day that you know what I mean. You can say something with flowers to to the one you love. Besides this, just in a general sense, with the shop there through the year, of course. Then you have your weddings, you have birthday parties, you have special occasions. There's a uh, plenty there to keep you busy yeah absolutely so through the year so next the next peak as suppose we see it as, as flowers is, is Mother's Day which yeah. is just after Paddy's Day and then we go into we actually find we're very busy with Easter so everything from some centrepieces that will go up to various race course to we would do the daffodil display for the GPO you know lots of different things would happen there kind of going over Easter's and again people popular will also be running classes for um, re- our Easter door wreaths um, and then kind of going the next like what you say traditionally the next peak will be back to Christmas but we kind of find that through the year yeah exactly weddings and events will pop in or corporate events will pop in, you know come into the diary so we're kind of kept going and all with different small large big events and then the shop Mm. always keeps us going so that's it. So later in the year we'll be trying to organise something for their 40th birthday to um, celebrate that yes. um, but yeah realistically kind of going this was every every season is different so it's always nice for us as the seasons change mm. it all feels a little bit different but we're always glad to be um, here in the village and kept busy mm. with the local customers which is wonderful 
40 years, it's fantastic. Is Holland still the main hub for flowers? So, um, more so, yes, we would kind of, we would source locally from Irish flowers growers yeah. when we can, more during the warmer weather. So, um, kind of coming into kind of, you know, spring now, we'll be able to get that. We get all of our, for the majority of foliage, we get try and get some Irish growers as well. But Holland is the worldwide centre for fresh cut flowers, really, kind of like everything that would be grown mm. in Europe or internationally often then will pass through Holland and then be distributed out to us as well. Yes. And for you as an independent florist, 40 years this year, what a fantastic story that is. Oh, we'll have to be back to you in September on that one. Anyway, yeah. um, but uh, you know when you see like now that flowers are available, you know, in your local corner shop at a garage, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Has that had an impact on yourselves as independents? I think, like, as in kind of going to the shopping scene, a big change, like we've had little and I'll be introducing them. A lot of people do say, to you, oh, it's a that big competition. I say kind of, not really. We would be, I suppose, most of our customers, we were, you know, buying flowers for us kind of generally tends to be a luxury product. We understand that kind of going, some people have smaller budgets, some people exactly might go for a larger budget, but also it's the service of delivery. It's having it finished, gift wrapped, and again, the local knowledge of your customer. Someone rings, say, Mary down the road, and I go, do you know, I love no Mary. Doesn't like lilies, she prefers to have roses or something else and then the colour mm. tone that she does and we try then create to what we know the customers love um, and to have a different variations from what the supermarkets have. Yes, as you look at it, I always kind of you know, it, you know, the supermarkets do absolutely kind of go and sell lots of flowers, that's fine, but we, you know, we can't match them on a price point so we would kind of differentiate ourselves and think we kind of go more as it's a gifting item yes. to be delivered to someone, you know, and I don't look at it as a direct competition that way, there's yeah. no way I could so, no, no, and I see what you're saying, and it's absolutely yeah. true. You you have a, a regular customers, you know as well, and you know what they like, etc. And you can customize uh, much more, and and you have a, a big big advantage yeah. there. What about the daffodil? Do you do you ha- do you stock daffodils? I don't have any in stock at the minute. We will get them kind of more kind of in the next couple of weeks. Yes, after this kind of going. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, daffodils. Yeah, again, can be popular. Again, they're just sign of spring, really, aren't they? It's sign of new. They new are new life for the springtime. I think the yellow vibrancy of the colour is yeah. uh, really catches your eye. Yeah, well, from this man's point of view, if you were to give me one flower ever, give me a daffodil. I just love that. I'm very, very easy to please, I have to say. I'm very simple and straightforward. A single daffodil just does it for me, to be honest with you. But there you are. I've never got a flower in my life. Not that I'm looking for them. I'm not, I have to say. But that's just the way it works. Well, look, it's just great to chat to you again today. It's been a while. I'll let you back there to the task at hand. Uh, good luck tomorrow and uh, don't forget them. Don't forget them in Chocolate, they're uh, a landmark there at this stage. Flowers by Moira, and they look after all your needs. Good to talk to you, Jenny. Oh, great to speak to you. Bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Jenny Murphy. Winner at the Chelsea Flower Show. That woman is so decorated. Bloom, you name it. She knows her flowers for sure. Louise, what's the story with flowers? What do you think about the flowers? Am I am I being a bit presumptuous there when I said to Jenny, you know, that really the flowers, the ladies love the flowers. Ah, come on. That's that's a I've fact, never, isn't it? I've never heard of anybody buying man flowers. No. No. No, I haven't either. You never. know, and certainly in my circle, <laughs> there's not a man in my circle has got a flower. Well, of, of my age and my ilk as well. I, I don't know whether they've even bought flowers in their time. But anyway, that's another story altogether. But you'd have to say it is, isn't it? It's, it, it's for the ladies. And would you think that there's a lot of women would be miffed if they didn't get a flower or, or some sort of flower oh, tomorrow? Oh, it depends what age you are, I think, isn't it? Right. But and if you weren't getting flowers, a gift... 
a yeah. gift tomorrow yes mm, chocolates or something yeah like. or a, a voucher for a meal out yeah things like that yeah it's so little things even mm. the thought yeah. Yeah. Do you like do you like any flower in particular? I'm a daffodil. I love the daffodils, as I said. Do you like do you like any flowers? If you had I do fla- like roses. Ah, do you? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I yeah. do like roses. Lovely. Lovely. I, I love the, the well, the reds are stunning. White rose, there's, there's, there's yellows. Oh, there's everything. Every type yeah, of variation yeah. in them as well. My dad used to grow them and he was trying all his life. He nearly got it to, to grow a blue rose. Was he? Mm. God. Yeah, used to cross them and all yes, different things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you nearly had it one year, oh, I think. Yeah. What an achievement. So roses are kind of very yeah, special that's to why. him because ah. he always grow the roses. Well. Yeah, there you go. But they, I'm sure people have different, mm, mm. you know, favourite roses that they... I wonder if you're named after a flower, do you specifically hate them or like them? Rose. You know, does rose like roses or... <laughs> ivy. Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're getting into something entirely different and really interesting. I wonder would people like, you know, instead of the bouquets, Mm. if they were interested in gardening, would you like, you know, a few packets of seeds or (laughs) (laughs) come home with some plants for the garden? You know, would that be a real no, no? think? I think that would be very logical in today's world and especially if they were for vegetables or things like that that you could eat instead of looking but that's just been the practical side of things I'd say. I I think you know as a kid you know in primary school or Mm. you know first year second year third year I think the big thing was did a card arrive did you get a card? I think there's a lot of mammies that used to post cards to their kids so they you know wouldn't feel left out. I don't know whether they still do that. Right. But I think then as the years go on, you kind of just get a little bit. Oh, mm. It's just another <laughs> like day that they're looking for money. It's off. another day of the year, the 14th <laughs> of February in my book. Yes, there you go. Late lunch, LMFM radio. Have your thoughts on flowers? If you're sending flowers to your man, anything to say about or Valentine's? Or for a man. Yes, indeed. Frank says that Valentine's Day is far too commercial. I'll come back to that in a second. Can you say this word? It's a place in County Loud and each Monday at the moment on late lunch, we are giving you a place name that's hard to pronounce. It's Misplaced Nunciation Monday on Late Lunch. Here is the word if you missed it earlier on. Can you say this word properly? It's spelled A-N-N-A-G-H-M-I-N-N-O-N. That's A-N-N-A-G-H-M-I-N-N-O-N. Can you say it? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp me a voice here. Do we hear? Do you get your choppers round that one there? And we're going to come back to it a little bit later on the show. We've some in already making a good stab at it, I I have to say. But there's others struggling with it at the moment. Is there somebody who can say it properly? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp a voice to me, please. Uh, Valentine's is too commercial. What about that one there from James Louise? A gift for men on Valentine's Day. Show up naked and bring the beer. <laughs> I think the <laughs> off license. Problem, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the off license have a, tr- a bit of a problem with that, James, to be to be honest with you. Might get barred. <laughs> you might get barred for sure. Were you watching the Brit Awards, the Brits? No, but I saw Sam Smith's outfit. Oh my god. Oh here. <laughs> what was he doing? He's lost the run of himself, that fella. He's lost the run of himself. Uh, I saw him on with Graham Norton as well. Honest to God. I didn't see him on that. Oh, he's lost the absolute... I don't know what he's trying to do altogether. He can sing and he's a great singer. Oh, his music is amazing. He should just stick with that and that other nonsense that goes on around it. He obviously suffers from flatulence in that suit. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like stuff that you... You know, for for listeners, Dave, he didn't see this Mm. thing he was wearing. If you're familiar with silage, 
you know the black wrapping on silage well it looks like they wrapped them in the black silage wrapping and then as Louise says it blew him he, up he passed a lot of wind <laughs> and, and it had no and escape the, <laughs> no escape the thing blew up it was unbelievable but the big story and I was watching it was Harry Styles right uh, he was nominated in four categories and won all four you know, he just won everything. I could see him going up at the... I was waiting for the shopping bag, you know, to put the... Because he got the first, the second, he up at the yeah. shopping bag and put another one into it, you know. Did but, he deserve all four? Oh, he? well, he swept the boards, you know, obviously with the judges as well. Now, he was up against great opposition, you know, Lewis Capaldi, <gasps> George Love Ezra, Lewis. many more as well. But... Uh, Yes, he and think about him coming to Slane now. You know, the concert there, it's going to be some occasion. It really, really is. But he, he swept the bo- the boards for sure. Um, talking about Valentine's Day, is there anybody listening to us today that are together for a long time? We're looking at we, Louise. Is yeah. there somebody out there? We'd love somebody to share their secrets yeah. of good yeah. marriage. What is the secret marriage? of a long and happy marriage? Or union. You don't have to be yes, married. That's them. what I'm saying. Uh, being together for a long time. What is the real secret and essence of it? it, it we'd, we'd love to hear from somebody. Is there anybody out there? What, what, what do you call? Uh, do you say uh, 40 years? 50 years? 40, 50 plus, yeah. You know, anyone together that amount of time. And still talking. <laughs> 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 They'll be talking for sure. There's no doubt about that. Uh, well, maybe not when I think about it. God, it'd be a long time if you weren't talking, wouldn't it? 50 yeah. years of that. But no, is there anybody listening to us today? You know, 50, you know, 40, 50 plus years together. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. 086 658. Yeah, or you can call in to the usual number here. 0419832000. We'd love to hear to somebody from somebody who's in a long relationship. Tell us why. How has it lasted? What's the secret? Um, I have a little bit of a secret. Do you want me to tell you my secret today? I have a secret to, that... You can't keep secrets. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so spill. I can't hold me water, <laughs> as they say in other places. You could in Sam Smith's I, I, <laughs> suit. <laughs> you could, you could fill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> my secret is, is to let it in one ear and out the other. And you know that anyway, because yeah. I do that with you all yeah. the time. She kills me, honestly, and she's right I know times. when you're not listening to me. You just kind of go, hmm. <laughs> I'd be yathrin on. Hmm. <laughs> Hasn't heard a word I've just said. <laughs> but as I say to people, I have to come in here every day for two hours. And by God, you listen intensely when you're in here for two hours. So I'm not entitled to a break away from Louise, I apologise in public to you today. I know what you're talking about. And it's one of the things I, I know it. You're That's abs- okay. I do the same to you sometimes. <laughs> you do an odd time. No, what she does to me is so what we talk- do be at other stuff, you yeah. see, while we're talking to each other. Yes. No, but the best with Louise is I tell you, she's talking to the next thing. Beep, beep, beep. She's just gone. She's gone. You don't even see her saying goodbye. Whoop, she's gone. She's, I don't know where. I hope she's all right. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so if you know anybody with longevity, the other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know whether anyone spotted it, but I saw it. Uh, if you're watching Into the Skies early today, the American Air Force are shooting down everything on the inside. I hope a bird doesn't uh, fly too high over their airspace. No, seriously. Did you see? Does it? Absolute. A bit worried now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, there's an absolute perfect half moon. You know when it's just yeah. perfect, like I mean, just divided, just right down the centre, and half moon at the minute. And I just saw it in the sky. I think it was early this morning or late yesterday, and it's just beautiful to to look at it. So it's half moon time at the minute. Sorry, I wasn't going. <laughs> What's that got to do with somebody shooting down everything? Do you not notice the Americans are shooting down left right? It was the Chinese balloon last right. week? Then it was the thing the size of a mini car. Now they've shot down two more. 
more things in the last 24 hours. One anyway, maybe two. And everyone's wondering. You know what everybody's wondering in America? It started already. Aliens. Right. <laughs> it's a way it's taken off. The aliens are about to invade the earth, but the American Air Force is keeping an eye on everything on our They behalf. might feel the love tomorrow. <laughs> they might. <laughs> Maybe they're just coming for the 14th of February <laughs> looking for a little love. <laughs> There's a nice one there. This year my parents will have their 50th anniversary and uh, my mum's sight isn't the best and my dad's hearing isn't great. So there you are, Jerry. That's uh. the secret. Ella, thank you. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? She says a combination of both. Yes, if you're married or know somebody who's married a long time, let us know on Late Lunch. We're heading towards the top of the hour now at two. And afterwards, we're going to be talking about our shopping list. We did one last October. We've done it again now. And we're going to tell you the differential in prices. And the Irish budgeting mammy, Anne-Marie Gaynor, is joining us. But taking us up towards the top of the hour, ahead of Valentine's Day, for all the sweetest things out there. Now, last October on late lunch, Louise and myself went out and about to Tesco, Dunn Stores, Lidl and Aldi, checking the prices of a number of items that most people would put into their shopping basket every week. And at the weekend, we returned to Tesco and Dunn Stores and had a look. And the prices, well, they certainly would uh, open your eyes when you see them in black and white in front of you, which I have this afternoon. We'll talk about them in the moment, but to help me discuss this whole area and the massive rise in food shopping, I'm delighted to welcome to the show this afternoon Anne-Marie Gaynor. She's the woman behind Irish Budgeting Mammy and she knows all about food shopping. She has four of her own and a household to run. Hello, welcome to the show, Anne-Marie. Hello, how are you? I'm really good. I suppose what I say there comes as no surprise to you, the huge lift in the cost of shopping. No, it's it's continuous. Um, as a mum, I have two teenage boys, an 11-year-old and a 3-year-old, and it's constantly, constantly my shopping prices are rising. And I'm looking at our list here, and I'll just give you a quick summer, a summary, Anne-Marie, and for listeners as well to understand. So we took a number of items in a shopping basket last October, and we had a look at them uh, a- again now. So let, I'll just give you a few examples from Tesco, and, you know, you're talking about the Tesco-owned brands here, right? Milk last October, 84 cent, today 115. Bread, 75 cent, today 89. Butter, 249, today 339. Eggs, 119 to 139 tea bags 115 to 130 mince meat 500 grams roughly 3 euro to 350 pasta sauce 53 cents to 70 cents grated cheese 135 to 219 spaghetti 53 cent to 70 cent and chocolate digestive so you have to have a little treat don't you 40 cent to 55 cent now that's just on their own brand so that's jumped from 12.23 for the lot last October to 15.76 this weekend yes yeah, and it doesn't surprise me at all. As a, as a mum and doing my own personal shopping, I'm constantly feeling like the, the prices are getting higher and higher. And from talking to people along my page and different things, everybody's struggling. And with that combined with the prices of electricity and different things going up, it, it's becoming a, an issue of whether do we heat our homes, do we use our electricity, or are we feeding our families? Because it's turning out that it's actually costs nearly more than the mortgage to do that kind of thing. 
Now, I have one of the comparisons which I'll re- go to later on from Dunn's and we're working on the Lidl and Aldi as well. We yeah. just haven't picked Tesco to say anyway. I have the brands as well. Because brands last year, if you look at the brands in Tesco, they're the branded products in all those categories. Uh, last October were 27.70, right? Last October. Uh, and they've gone to 30 euro and 40 cents. So even the brands, you know, they're up as well. Yeah. What do you, What's your modus operandi for shopping for, for a busy household, children and yourself? How do you try to manage the costs? I try and manage it by being really, really prepared. So it's a lot of tips that I was given aren't working as well as they used to work, basically because everything is just continuing to rise. Mm. Um, Doing things like batch cooking and being prepared and knowing what you're going to have for dinner every single night, that does work. But now I notice because I have teens, they're late teens, six foot, I'm finding that I can't keep them fed. So, they, you know, they're looking for food in between meals. Um, as well as that life can be unforgiving and things can happen where you're not prepared or you're busy at work and, you know, you are going for the ready meal rather than, you know, preparing a meal. So that's why I always say with the batch cooking helps a little bit with that. Mm. And, you know, do you shop round or do you have a, a, a supermarket of preference or do you mix and match? What do you do there? I don't shop around simply and this is one tip I've always given people is I don't shop around is because I find the more supermarkets I go into the more I end up picking up bits of pieces mm. and I find I usually shop in the one supermarket and try and get everything in that shop um, that week if I go to a different supermarket the following week maybe I guess you know I, I could do it that way but I don't go one week and go to maybe three or four different supermarkets one thing I do is I do use the you know, the Asian food shops that buy big, big bags of rice and different things like that. But, you know, kind of bulk stock from different shops. But I tend to stick to one supermarket for the weekly shop. Yeah, you know, that is a good tip. I found that myself, especially you're right with rice and noodles and things like that. Uh, there's huge savings to be made, isn't there, in those shops? There is. Like, I buy a big, giant bag of rice maybe twice a year. And that's how, that's how long it does, it does me. And it's about... Uh, I think it's 15 euro for the bag so you know it, it does make a lot, lot of sense when you're paying nearly 1 euro for a small bag of rice in the, your normal supermarket The other thing I uh, did the weekend I was telling Louise this as well I might as well tell yourself I was uh, uh, driving outside of town here and I know where a guy pulls up at the weekends he's a farmer with his tractor and trailer and he has yep. his spuds and his vegetables and he has lovely free range eggs and I have to tell you I, I got my potatoes I got some veg and I bought a dozen eggs free range eggs for 3 euro like, I, I, they're they're people to keep an eye on too. Oh, absolutely. Um, I well, I live in rural Ireland. I'm quite quite rural, and I do see different signs for eggs and honey and different things like that. And it is worse, like buying from from farmers and farmer shops, especially it's fresh. You know, it's a lot yeah. fresher than what you're going to get in the supermarket. Mm. How do you manage for, let's say, uh, if you're a traditional Irish, where there's generally a, a meat or a protein on the plate every day? You know what I'm talking about, be it a, yes. a, a, you know, a chop or a steak, or if you're lucky enough, or, you know, some chicken or pork or whatever. How? What's your policy there? Well, I can't get away with, with cutting portions. That, that does, does, does not work in my house. So my shopping bill has increased. Like, you know, it's, it's a chicken breast each. Mm. Um, I, what I would do is I usually cook a full chicken. So that's kind of, that works better for, for me. Um, price-wise, if I get a large full chicken and cook the chicken, everybody will get enough meat from it. Yes. 
yes. So yeah. you you see see value in that. Do you buy you know day to day, or do you buy you know these three for one offers in in that area, or do you buy and use your freezer? How do you work that? Um, I will, I try and stay away from the offers because I often find if I see the offers, I read about the offers, I buy them because I see that they're on offer, but I might not actually need them. I use my freezer all the time. I have a chest freezer. Um, and what I will do with that is I would bulk cook. So I would do a big mass of lasagna or a big mass of curry, divide it into individual dishes and freeze it. Mm. There's always something there to pull out of the freezer if we're stuck. Mm. What about the, the basics, you know, bread, butter, milk or whatever spreads you use and things like that? Um, with that, I I always freeze a three litre carton of, of milk. Nobody, people never know that you can actually freeze milk. Just take some out of the top of it, but you can freeze your milk and it freeze bread as well. That saves me going to the shop during the week. And if I'm because I do find that if I stop off to pick up something, I end up picking up sweets or different things I don't actually need. Mm. Back to that three for one offer. You make a good point there because I'd say there's a lot of people find that they cast stuff out into the bin. You know what I mean? When they don't use yeah. it. Yeah, and what I say is always keep an eye. Do a stock take of your kitchen. People find this funny, but you actually sit down and write down what you have in your presses. It'll stop you having about four bags of pasta or, you know, sauces and different things that are going to go out of date. Know what's in your kitchen press before you go shopping. Um, write, your, write your meal plan for the week ahead and then write your list and go with your shopping list. Avoid bringing the children with you. And I always, what I try to do is get one of the smaller trolleys rather than the bigger trolleys because I don't have room to go outside of my list. I literally just have enough room to get what's in my list. Good tips. <laughs> the, the, children, <laughs> the, the children will certainly fleece you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely need the children at home. I just, <laughs> actually, teenage boys are worse than children because they want everything in the shop yeah. <laughs> saves a row in the store as well and everybody and everybody getting heated under the collar but would you say like and you're at this a while now with your Irish budgeting mammy these are unprecedented times is this the worst you've seen this is the worst I've seen for food. Um, I do, during the last recession, I was a mum as well at that time, but there was a lot of special offers and, you know, different things like that. I'm not seeing that. I'm just seeing that the prices are rising and rising and rising continuously. The other thing, when you mentioned the cupboards and checking what you have in the fridge and that, that's a thing that I have to put my hand up. I don't do enough either because you're right. I have a, <laughs> I'm just thinking of it here. Oh, my God. A breast there with rice and noodles and stuff like that. And that are dried, you know what I mean? And, and storable. But they do go out of date too. Yes, and but you're wasting your money. Mm. You keep throwing in a bag of pasta every time you go shopping. Yeah. And then you have about six bags in the press. Because you know it, it's the it's the waste as well that you have to be really kind of careful for. Um, go and look in your fridge maybe halfway through the week and check the dates on your meats and different things like that. And if it's coming close to when they're going out of date, pop them in the freezer. Because I, I just feel people don't feel use their freezer enough. You know they don't check the dates and then they end up going up pulling out some mints and going oh that went out out of date two days ago and I have to throw it in the bin. Yes. So that's a point you make. Even if you have stuff in your fridge that's, say, two or three days away from Best Buy date on it, it's still good to freeze. Oh, it is, yes. It's still good to freeze. Mm, Because a lot of people do chuck that stuff out, to be honest with you. The other thing is, of course, fruit and veg. And you mentioned it there, and I did a moment ago, buying it from local producers, farmers, etc. That's another huge source of waste. Like, if you want to concentrate on where we're throwing money away. 
Yeah, that's why where your your shopping list comes into play. So when you if you already know right, I'm going to cook a lasagna, and for the lasagna I need fresh tomatoes and different things like that. You're just buying what you need, um, rather than going in blind and walking in the fruit and veg aisle and throwing in because I, I've noticed the prices have gone up sky high with fruit and veg, um, and so that you're not just throwing in. Oh, maybe I'll use these bananas. Maybe I'll use you know these parsnips or whatever. But as well as that is the frozen veg. Um, I'm a big user of frozen veg because it means that you always have veg, veg in the freezer, and it's quite versatile. And they say it's actually healthier for you. Because mm. it's yeah, the vitamins are frozen into it. Funny, I saw Jamie Oliver recently mentioning that as well uh, about a number of veg that he was a big fan. You know what I mean? That they're in the yeah. freezer and then he uses them in dishes as well. Yes, yeah, I've, I, well, um, you can get like selections like Mexican veg or um, Italian veg or just plain old, you know, Asian stir fry veg or just plain old veg. You can get all different kinds of bags of veg and just kind of have one in the freezer so that you always have something there to pull out and make a meal of. Where do you stand on when you are shopping uh, store own brands versus the branded products? Have you a preference there? Um, apart from tea bags, I buy everything own brands. Right. Yeah, and I I would have I would have got into doing that kind of in the last recession because I was back I was back in college and studying and I didn't have the money to waste. So I just kind of moved on moved to the own brand and it was grand. And because I've used it for so long the children don't mind, don't have any issue with it at all. Mm. So I think y- own brands have come on an, an awful lot from say when I was a child. Yes, true. You know, it, it, you know the, the quality is nearly as good and some, some, I prefer some of them better than, than the, the brands. And I suppose if you did a little bit of research you'd find they come from the same place. They do, and just... they do. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't want to say that but they do. <laughs> they yeah. do. I'll say it. <laughs> because have a fair idea of you. Yeah, I suspect. Yeah. I suspect it for sure. Um, yeah. Are you uh, Barry's or Lions tea woman? Barry's tea. Uh, yeah, we yeah. do just wanted to find it. We always love to find <laughs> yeah. out what people loved in, in their teacup. But you've you've given many messages there, just to summarise. Do the list, check your press, check your freezer, keep yeah. an eye on the dates and buy and shop wisely. Don't bring the kids with you. No, <laughs> leave them at home. <laughs> leave them at home. Listen, uh, great advice there and much needed at this time. And do check out, uh, because besides what we're talking about now, uh, Anne-Marie does an awful lot more across the when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door go to bluenile.com and use promo code listen to get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 dollars or more That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Spectrum when it comes to family finances and budgeting. Check her out on Irish Budgeting Mammy. Thank you so much for joining me, Anne-Marie, today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there, plenty of food for thought on late lunch this Monday afternoon. Everything is pointless without you. Yes, that's Mr. Lewis Capaldi there. And I want to dedicate that song today to Anne and Mick Kelly, who celebrate their anniversary tomorrow, Valentine's Day. Uh, you're a good friend of yours, has been on to us to say. Uh, you've had a tough year, Anne, uh, but you've always been there to help other people. And uh, she'd be delighted if we gave you a shout out on the show and mentioned it. Delighted to happy anniversary in advance to Anne and Mick Kelly tomorrow. Have a great day. And I think that song by Lewis Capaldi is just so appropriate. Have a good one tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Now, Louise, we've been talking a little bit uh, earlier to Anne-Marie Gaynor about budgeting and the price. I'm sure you're a mammy and you have a busy house and they eat loads there as well. So I'm sure you... Never stop. You, <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it, it, it's, they're at an age as well that mm, they, they just consume so much. But I wanted... I mentioned Tesco and the brands done stores because that was another... Uh, one of the retailers we looked at as well. And just comparison-wise, um, I have the same list again. And in Dunn's, and these are their own brands. Mm. You know, these are Dunn's own brands, just to say. The milk there, 85 to 115. Mm-hmm. Uh, bread, 75 to 99 cent. The uh, butter, you've seen this anyway, haven't yeah. you, where you shop 249 to 3.39, a big jump there. Uh, the eggs, 119 for the half dozen to 140. Tea bags, a euro to 139. The mincemeat, four euro when we looked at last. The same mince this time, 430, up 30 cent there. Uh, the pasta sauce, 50 cent to 65 cent for the jar. Uh, the grated cheese, two euro to 269. A big jump there uh, on the cheese front. Spaghetti, dried spaghetti, uh, again, standard pack, 59 cent, now 70 cent. And the chocolate digestives, the little treat, 39 cent to 55 cents so the bill they're going from 13 euro 76 to 17 euro 21 they're all big jumps aren't they whether yeah, you talk about own brands brands or whatever you've seen that you've, yeah, yeah I just I now I do go from store to store yeah depending to try and 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 really you know the staples of milk bread and butter are the same everywhere mm. you know for their own brand yes um I think you can make little changes if you're prepared to switch. Yes. You know, like I would have sworn a year ago, never would I ever, ever put anything on bread but pure butter. Yeah. But I mean, I used to get four pound of butter, you know, every week, just every two weeks. Yes. And I mean, that's gone up a huge jump. It has. So I've switched to, so instead of paying like three thirty nine for own brand, brand butter now, I might get a pound of butter and get the gold spread, which is one sixty nine. Cheaper. That's a huge saving. Big saving. You know, when you have three kids and that. Yeah, and I've yeah. also found, but they didn't have any there last the last time, it's ten sixty nine for fresh chicken fillets, roughly. In or around. That's that's little kind of price, roughly. Um, it can be a little bit more. 
but I found six frozen chicken fillets in around seven quid, seven, mm. eight quid. So that's a huge saving. Mm. So little bits and bobs if you can switch, if you're prepared to switch. Now, yeah. I will, won't switch from Hellman's mayonnaise, I have to say. That's a no-no, is that, it? No, yeah, that's a no-no. <laughs> and, and certain coffee and, and uh, Heinz uh, tomato ketchup. But like if you're prepared to switch with other things yes. and that aren't, that do taste the same roughly. Yeah. You can get savings, but there's not a lot of savings out there. Mm, at the minute. And uh, this is an interesting comment. Hi, Jerry. People are struggling, but just an observation. Restaurants are busy. Uh, mm. Shops that sell ready meals are doing really well. You're right there. So, I don't know. I think cooking, says this listener, at home is nicer and cheaper. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I don't know about, you know, what the price of flour and all that. Would it be, is it still cheaper to bake your own bread and scones and stuff? I suppose if you bulk as uh, Anne-Marie was saying there Mm. earlier on you know perhaps you do a batch and freeze I never knew about freezing milk did you? Yeah I always freeze my milk Do you? Yeah If I have room in the freezer New on me yeah today to to actually freeze it The only thing is you have to um, take into account expansion because I put three in one side in a freezer one time and I couldn't get them out I had to turn off the freezer and turn for the milk to Do you know what they were like? (laughs) Sam Smith in that outfit (laughs) They were yeah (laughs) <laughs> in the fridge I couldn't get them out for love and money I turn off the whole freezer and take everything out there you to, are. to get the milk out they so are, just Mr. be wary Sa- of expansion yeah they are Mr <laughs> Sam Smith you thought you were first it happened in our Louise's freezer before the Brits <laughs> oh yes <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> anyway thank you for your comments we always enjoy them if you see a bargain or you see a saving do let us know. We love to hear from you. If you like to recommend something that you believe is a real save or a bargain in the food uh, food uh, stores, especially, let us know. 086-1800-658. Yes, Jerry, straight in. It's cheaper to make your bread scones at home. And lots okay. of them, says a listener. Mm. Thank you indeed for that. We love your hints and tips. Keep them coming to us. My next guest is a top man. I remember speaking to him back when the pandemic was in full flight and he told us the wonderful story behind his new business called Hut. Clothing, how's your head? H-U-H. And he's back with me on the line. Hello, Mark. Good. How are you, Jerry? Thanks for having me on again. I'm back. Not at all. Mark Donnelly, the founder of this clothing range. Well, young fella, this really has gone from strength to strength. It's a bit unbelievable now, to be honest with you. The last, I think I spoke to you last, maybe a year or two ago. Mm. I don't know if I was still operating out of the box room of my parents' house, but since then, it's kind of a bit of a dream. Unbelievable now. You were at that stage, but I that time you said to me, I'm on the move. Tell us, take the story up from there. What's happened? Yeah, so basically, long story short, for anyone who doesn't listen, by the way, H2H means how's your head? And we're an Irish mental health awareness clothing brand who donate a portion of our sales to charity every single month. Uh, to the, since then, we've donated about €32,000 to charities all over the country. And I, I moved back from the States during the pandemic set it up in the box from my parents' house. We moved to a unit then in Ashburn Industrial Estate. And since then, it's just grown legs. I've got a partnership with uh, Mini Ireland, who've sponsored me a lovely Mini Cooper Sport with the H2H branding on the side. And it's all a bit, it's all a bit much. (laughs) (laughs) No, good things come to good people, you see. And that is you, Mark Donnelly. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. I've green in me eye jealousy with the Mini Cooper. And that leads me on to something. You're doing something quite different in this Mini. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So once I got the kind of partnership and Mini reached out to me and 
I wanted they didn't ex- they don't expect much from me at all. They're just a dream to work with. So I'd be quite a kind of creative individual. It's like what can I do to give back to this brand who've looked after me so well and continue to do so. So I created a a series called Mini Mental Health Moments. And essentially I've gotten two GoPros, a few microphones, and I spin around in the Mini Cooper branded at HUH and have really casual, informal informal conversations in the car. And it's exactly what my clothing tries to do. It tries to start that casual clothing around comfortable, uh, or casual conversations around comfortable clothing. So we spin around in the mini, we have chats about life, mental health, and it's really just to normalise the topics that we discuss. It's very clever, I have to say. And you know what? I'd say because it's the mini, and you know, you can imagine getting in and it's a beautiful wee car. Does it facilitate perhaps people, you know, opening up a bit more to you? Absolutely, because when you're in the car, it's a more casual setting. Yeah. You're not sitting opposite each other at a table with like a radio uh, studio with big microphones and soundproofing. It's just really casual. It kind of lets them get, let their hair down. They're probably wearing a hoodie. If not, I'm gifting them a hoodie. And it's just a really kind of warming, open kind of environment, knowing that I'm a mental health advocate and what I do with H2H. So it gets really good stories out of um, the people who've been on so far but also really relatable stories and kind of experiences that people reach out and say, that was an amazing interview. I went through something similar. And you've also picked up some well-known folk as well, uh, along with the Ordinary 5-8. The which, sorry? You've also done this with some well-known people who, you know, who uh, people would be familiar with. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, you cut out there. I'm in the car here. I'm actually in the minute now. Um, <laughs> Good man. I had to get out of the office because people will be walking in and out. And if they yes. interrupt me while I'm on to you, I wouldn't be happy. So, yeah, we had a few. We've done three or four so far. Yeah. Um, we've done one with Dara Fleming, who's a mental health advocate and author. Second one was with Paul Stenson, who used to own the White Moose Cafe in Fibsborough, who's really well known out there on social media. And the third one we released is with a a friend of mine called Cormac Ryan mm. who cycled from San Francisco to New York City in aid of Bodywise and he himself suffered with an eating disorder. Great. So these people, you know, have big followings in their own right and of course when you, uh, when they sit into the mini with you, uh, the magic absolutely happens. I think you're really onto something here. You, you know that yourself, Mark. Yeah, well we're trying anyway. Like I said, it's a really cool environment to kind of get these conversations out of people and they're coming on board because they know me as a person, but they also see the HUH brand and go, okay, Mark's trying to do something good here. 27-year-old from Ashburn County Mead trying to talk about mental health. If he's doing it, why aren't we all doing it? And it's just kind of normalizing those chats because we all deal with our mental health struggles 24-7, 365. There's no escaping it. Mm. And even recently, I started doing loads of talks around Mead and Loud and Dublin, talking to TYs 50 or 60 years and even going into corporate jobs telling the story about HUH, just getting the word out there that it's okay not to be okay. And I nearly jumped out of the chair letting me let you into a little secret watching TV last week because I knew I was talking to you today and the next thing I says, there's Rory O'Connor in one of Mark's shirts. <laughs> Is it nationwide? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So Rory's uh, from the same town as me, of course. We played a bit of football together before and he's just a great guy, really big advocate for mental health. So, He's constantly buying T-shirts and hoodies off him. As much as I want to give them to him for free, won't take them for free. And he's worn them all over the TV, in photo shoots, all over social media. And he's an amazing help to the brand. 
Yeah, it jumped at me. You know, when I saw him on the bike in Belfast, he was for the show. And I said, good on you, Rory. That's fantastic to see. So in terms of the business, obviously you've stepped out and you have more people working with you now. You're in the premises. Where's this going? Where do you see it, Mark? What's your vision for it? So it's a tough question because it chops and changes because like the life of an entrepreneur, sometimes you have to pivot when things aren't working, when things are working. Um, like in the last few months, we've really focused in on corporate talks, corporate order, school talks, because you're hitting the masses there all at once instead of going, let's say, directly to individuals, which we still do. But in the next few years, I think it's a bit of an umbrella brand. I'd love to branch out to do so many different things in the mental health space, in the corporate space, different lines of like, let's say, at leisure wear. So you'll have mental health awareness clothing for the gym, mental health awareness clothing on a, like a daily basis. You'll have mental health awareness in the workplace, in schools. So there's so many different avenues between talks and corporate orders and direct-to-consumer that it's like an open playing field right now. And it's still early doors for the business and the brand. So trying to choose which way to go is hard, but it's a slow and sustainable business and growth that I'm trying to aim for. So that's the plan for now, slow and steady. Yeah, you were thinking, sure, I think I remember the last time you had plans for coffee mornings and, you know, meetups and stuff like that. You were trying to look outside the box then. Well, you know, this is uh, coming to fruition now with these uh, mini mental health moments in the wonderful car. What about the range itself? Are you tweaking that all the time? Are you listening to what customers are saying? Have you views, you and your team, of what's the next thing? Yeah, so we change it. We try to do, like, seasonal stuff, so it changes yeah. for the season. Um Winter is our busiest time of year, November, December, and it's all the old, reliable H2H hoodie. We brought in an Ashburn-based artist called Sinead Power last year to help design our T-shirts and our hoodies, which did amazingly well. We just changed it up slightly. We had the same minimalist H2H design on the front, which is there to spark the conversation. People are like, huh, what does that mean? But I wanted to put something on the back, so I brought Sinead in a really good artist from Ashburn, and she did up some amazing designs for the back. So going forward, I'll continue to do stuff like that incorporate like Irish artists to collaborate with me if Mini Ireland want to even get involved even more so with the brand and help me out too that'd be great but whatever way I can incorporate as much kind of Irish and local to my business as possible while being sustainable and ethical that's exactly the way forward and that's the way I want to go it's transferable though too isn't it it's not this is just not peculiar to this little island of ours there's potential around the world for this Oh, well, I say that in my talks and just kind of on the mental health point, I say it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, how many zeros are in the bank, what culture, what religion, this applies to us all. Mm. Like your mental health just doesn't avoid you because you have an extra few zeros in the bank account or you speak a different language. It's everyone, everywhere. It's a universal message. We're all human at the end of the day. So let's kind of bring it far and wide. Mm. Oh, that's the that that is the uh, is certainly the future for sure. In an Irish context, you, you mentioned there you're out with TY students, you're in corporate businesses, you're meeting all kinds of people in life. Do you feel we're making progress that this awareness is having an effect? Without a doubt, because I just think Ireland has become very progressive in the last ten to fifteen years, and we need to continue that way. You might see a lot in social media of just negative news about how we're not so progressive. But that's just the small minority. Like, the majority of us are going in the right direction, but we still need to scream it from the rooftop so the smaller groups of people don't kind of out-scream out us. I think in terms of mental health, we're going the right direction. We have so much work to do in terms of our government and how our systems are set up. 
But if we're having casual conversations over a cup of tea, a walk in the gym, that's where we start. We start down like we start down with our families and friends, and then we can work outwards. I say, if you're not kind of mentally healthy and ready for the chat yourself, you can't really help anyone else. So it has to start within you. You kind of have to be selfish in that manner. So as Irish people, we need to kind of be open with ourselves and our families first, and then work from there. Well said. It's an amazing story yours back from the States and your job interview and left, right and centre and then you suddenly decide to throw everything you have, which is not a huge amount uh, financially and everything, into this and look where you are today. It's a great story, Mark. Well, thanks very much. Long may it continue. Yes, and I'm sure with you driving it and your team around you and all these aspects of it that you're working on developing it, it certainly will just finally the mini cooper is she uh, uh electric uh hybrid what what what's the engine story it's, it's actually a petrol so it's a two right. one um and i actually just got word this morning that they're sending me out a nice two three one shortly so I'll, I'll break that news live on lmfm now but we'll we'll reveal all in the coming weeks a new color a new style oh lovely they had, they're really looking after me. I can't thank Mini enough, but I also can't thank the people of Ashburn, Mead and beyond because the support from people in Ireland has been next to none. You see, I have an old soft spot. My first ever cow was a wee Mini, the traditional one, the old one. And my <laughs> wife had a little red one for years and she still bemoans that she hasn't got it now. So we're Mini people ourselves. Just absolutely love them. Anyway, love what you do too. Good luck to you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're wonderful and thank you for uh, taking time to chat to me. Not a bother. Thanks very much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Mark Donnelly there from HUH Clothing. Check them out. I should have mentioned, just uh, go in online there. Uh, They're an online business. HUH Clothing. They have a fantastic range of stuff and you're really helping a young guy and his team uh, forge on with a fantastic, a really fantastic idea. We love to hear from you on Late Lunch. We Jerry, he calls him We Jerry himself in Lusk. Lovely to hear from you today. And he says, hi, Jerry. I bought a half slice pan, Irish mature cheddar cheese and Irish ham for 3.43 in Lidl in Dundalk this morning. And that'll do me for my lunch for three days. If I went and bought them individually in a shop and got them to make them up for me, it'd be €4 Euro to four fifty each. So that is a massive saving. It's just a little... Thank you for that. That's just a little pointer there. You can do it yourself. DIY. Make them up yourself and look at the saving you have there. Nice to hear from you, Jerry, on the show this afternoon. OK, I'll spell it one more time. I will say this only once. A-N-N-A-G-H... M-I-N-N-O-N. That's our misplaced pronunciation word this Monday. It's a place in County Louth. And here's a selection of you saying the word for me. Anaminian. 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 <laughs> well, we've a man listening to that who knows how to pronounce it. He's the chair of the Rover, Stephen Finnegan. How are you? How are you, Jerry? Well, what did there, you, yeah. what did you think? <laughs> there was a bit of a mixed bag there, was it? Yeah, Not a, a couple of good attempts at it now. Um, well, you are the man who's the chairman of the club. Say it for me, Stephen. Well, easy. Break it down. Four syllables. Um, Anna Menon. So Anna Menon. 
Anamenin. Right, yeah. Anamenin is the way you pronounce it. That's the definitive pronunciation from Stephen yeah. Finnegan, who's chairman <laughs> of Anamenin Rovers. Just for, for people listening today, where is Anamenin? Well, it's a little townland. It's The club is based in Stone Town, which is outside Loud Village. But well, Anamenin is actually, um, it's just a townland where the, the club was formed in, mm. in the late 50s. Um, and I believe the committee at the time had their first meeting there. So hence the club was named after the townland. So, um, you know, some people add in a fifth syllable. You'd hear that, Anamenin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, yeah, we'd simplify your park and keep it yes. four syllables. But um, well, not too sure what it means, um, you know, history-wise. Yes. Uh, but that's how it comes to fruition. Anyway, that is the name. And, you know, we were Googling this morning looking for the church, for the pub, for the shop. No? Uh, it's Stonetown Church, yeah. Stonetown. Yeah, um, local couple of local pubs in the area. Um, football field. Yeah, it's a little small community. Yes. Very west, mid-loud. So, um, but it's, um, yeah, look as well. Where are you tucked in between football-wise? Who are your neighbours, the other football uh, clubs? Marcus would be right. our neighbours, same parish. And yeah. I suppose it isn't too far from... And Towns of County Loud Westerns, yeah. um, Knockbridge. Mm. So, yeah, we're right so, out in the Monaghan, yeah. Monaghan border. So, um, but yeah, we, um, we're holding our own since the 50s. <laughs> yeah, and at your junior club, have you mostly been junior for your history or did you go up to? Pretty much junior. We had a, a couple of years in intermediate about yes. 20 years ago, but we've pretty much been junior. Yeah. Jerry, and at the minute we're under, uh, undertaking a large development on our premises and we're you know, talking to Mark Donnelly beforehand about mental health, and but at the minute we're putting in a walk and track, run and track facility for the people of the area. Just you know, get people yeah. out and about and good on you. that side of it. Yeah, so. very, very good, and and you're fantastic to do that as well. So it's Stone Town Church, the local pubs. What's the name of the local pubs? There? Um, there's a couple of local pubs. You have Legans. Yeah, Rosetta Legan runs a great show. Um, you have the rocket over the road and there's a couple of pubs in the local villages as well. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. No, you've pinpointed for us. You, 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 you remember Peter Corrigan, the former uh, PRO of the Loud County Board, the great yeah. Peter. You know what I mean? What a great man he was. I loved him with uh, uh, Maddock Rangers. You know, there's a little play on the name. A lot of people call you Aluminium. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, we've had, uh, yeah, and, um, yeah, well, I suppose it's when you're, Maybe shouting out at a football game, I can guess, yeah. uh, unraveled a few times. But, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. We, we kind of run under a few things like the wee clubs and the wee county. And yeah. Playing awards and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great name. It really is a great name, I have to say. I love it. Anaminen. So it's Anaminen Rovers. Anaminen is the correct pronunciation correct of it. Pronunciation, yeah, yeah, so there it is, yeah. clarified for us today. Well, whatever they call you, good luck to you on the field of play and well done with your new development. Uh, and thanks for joining me on the show today. Yeah, I wish you good for the season ahead. No problem, Jerry. And I'll thank all the guys in the club development committee who are giving in their spare time every Saturday, free time, family time to push on the project. So, yeah. And uh, if anyone wants to contact us for a few pounds sponsorship, I'm your man. No bother. <laughs> uh, he's available and we have his number as well. Give them support. They well deserve it. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thanks, Jerry. Take thank care you. of yourself. You so bye-bye. Much. Bye-bye. That's Stephen Finnegan there, chairman of Anna Minnan Rovers in the Week County, the County of Louth. We'll have another... 
place name for you on late lunch next Monday. And thanks to everybody who uh, WhatsApped us in the voicers uh, pronouncing the name. It's a bit of fun on late lunch and we thank you so much uh, for doing that for us on the show. Time for this on late lunch. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... Well, let me tell you what it is today and all this week. I'm taking a little liberty here. I really am this week because, you see, this week is Valentine's Week, the week of love. So this week you are going to hear my top five love songs of all time. Stay with me, stay with me, please do. You'll enjoy them, I'm sure you will. Anyway, today I'm starting 1995 is today's song and it comes from the movie, the soundtrack of the movie, Don Juan DeMarco. Do you remember that movie with Marlon Brando, Johnny Depp and Faye Dunaway? Yes, it's featured on the soundtrack of that album. And it's also from the album 18 Till I Die, which was released over a year later, so into 1996. This song for Mr. Brian Adams stayed at number one for five weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States. It only made four in the UK. Mm, disappointed with that. Anyway, it was a huge hit for him in the States and elsewhere all over the world. The first of my top five love songs on Late Lunch for this special week in 2023. It's Mr. Brian Adams. And have you ever really loved a woman? I adore this song. just got to let that Spanish guitar finish out right to the end yes that's number 5 in my top 5 love song countdown this week Valentine's week on late lunch and I'll bring you to tomorrow another one of my chosen top 5 I really like that Wendy Jerry a great idea is to freeze milk in a nice cube tray should you ever run out of milk just pop one in your tea or coffee and Bob's your uncle that's a nice little tip there today instead of opening a full car Let's say hello to Derek O'Rourke, who's regional security advisor with Goal in the Middle East. Afternoon again, Derek. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm good, and I'm sure your and your teams out there are almost worn out at this stage. First off, may I extend our sympathies to you and everybody involved with Goal. How many people did you lose on the ground, Derek? Oh, we lost uh, 26 colleagues in Syria, um, and we've lost two in uh, in Turkey. Oh my, oh my! Unfortunately, that's, 28 altogether. That's shocking. Sympathies to everybody in goal and all those uh, people's families as well. It is a really, really sad to lose so many wonderful people on the ground. But you have extensive numbers, as you were telling me last week, working away there. Uh, Derek, is it just nearly impossible? Give us an update, please. Well, it's not impossible, Jerry. It's extremely, extremely difficult. Um, as you know from the numbers coming in from, from the Turkish government, 
the death toll just keeps climbing and climbing. Um, you know, it's been a week now. Um, so, un- unfortunately, the search and rescue has turned into search and, and recovery. There's still minor miracles um, happening, but um, that's the state of affairs there. Um, things in terms of movement um, on roads and etc. are getting a little bit easier. The, the airports in southern Turkey are open now. Um, and the border crossings um, have, have, have reopened in, from, from Turkey into Syria. Um, that doesn't mean we're back up and running in terms of getting stuff across the border just yet because we still have to um, source and procure uh, the things we need in Turkey. And, of course, there's great need in Turkey and there's been an awful lot of damage uh, in Turkey. So that's not, not so simple. But we're working away with the things we have in Syria, the things we had in stock already in the warehouses um, I don't. What day was I talking to you last week? I think we got bakeries up and running on Thursday. We got bread out into the streets mm. on Thursday, and we, we still we still working away on the flour we had and the yeast we had in storage in Turkey and looking to, uh, in Syria. I mean, and looking to get more in across the border now. So with you, that, you're doing the best you can in difficult circumstances and with limited resources as well in all shapes and forms. I wanted to ask you because it's been reported and I've been reading a lot about it the weekend that it seems that there's parts of Syria that feel nobody knows about them or that they've been abandoned. Is that a fact? Well, the areas that we work in, 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 in northwest Syria, in Idlib and northern Aleppo, um, there's a lot of anger among the communities there. Um, that they've been abandoned, that the the UN could have been quicker up and running, um, they could have got things into them quicker. Um, the UN's since over the weekend, been putting in convoys every day now. Um, so things are, are, are getting up uh, and running again. You know, I think the people were seeing that, you know, international search and rescue teams were landing in Turkey and, and none of them were getting across into Syria. But there's an awful lot of politics, as you know, with that international border, mm. uh, uh, Jerry. And, and, and so it's not quite that simple. Every six months, the UN Security Council votes if, if the border, if the UN are allowed to use that border or, or if they're not. And, and, and they're only allowed to use one. You know, so the so the UN's only allowed to use one of the border crossings, but um, you've had international sort of um, aid delivery from Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, countries like that come in, and they're allowed to use the, the, the Turkish should let, let them use because it's it's private. It's not the UN. Mm. They're allowed to come across, and then we're not the UN ourselves. Goal is a, is an independent organisation, and and we can use the border crossings um, into Syria. It's just it's just a matter of. You know, our normal supply chain and logistics and all that was shattered um, this day last week, mm. you know. Mm. And, and and priority, uh, I, I, I take it, is simple. You mentioned the bakery opening there, getting bread. I think it's to feed the survivors, shelter them and recover the bodies before there's any thought of doing anything else. That's the immediate priority and will be, Derek, I take it, for the next number of weeks and months? It is, uh, it is, and we have to see how things pan out. You know, the the, the things that, that we used to do in Syria, we, we'll start doing them again straight away. We're, just, we're trying to keep people warm as well, get blankets out, keep people clean, get hygiene kits out with soap and sanitary products and, and, and the likes. And we have a massive water network in, in, in northern Syria, um, water pumping stations and that. And our engineers are out trying to see um, if the pumping stations can be got back into action. But, but of course, there's there's hundreds of kilometres of under, underground pipes, you know, that could be damaged at any point along the way. So that's a slow out process. So we're looking into emergency water trucking 
uh, in the meantime uh, to get water to people so they can wash and they can drink water um, and, and getting, getting food to people and getting cash to people. We've been trying to assess if we gave people cash, would they be able to spend it? Are their shops open? Is there anything in those? Is there food in those shops that they can buy? And uh, you know, so we're trying to get all those things that we used to do back up to capacity. It's a slow out process, but we're making our way. We're, we're getting there. As regards donations, say you go online and all the organisations that are on the ground, you can donate to. What about goal? Have you seen the money coming in? Um, I haven't been checking my, myself, uh, Jerry, um, but uh, yeah, there's been there's been a great response. So I I, I don't know a figure, but there's yeah. been a great response from the Irish uh, Irish public uh, to this. You know, they're, they're always extremely generous. They're always, um, you know, looking looking to help in any way they can from a distance, and um, and, and 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 so so the money's been coming in, and we're, and we're looking to get that. Uh, used uh, in the best way possible as soon as possible. Goalglobal.org is the best way to contribute to Goal if you want to support the the organisation and every euro is of assistance at the moment. When when you're when you're in the middle of this, I'm sure you're working all the hours that God sends you and your people on the ground as well. It uh, it does take its toll, Derek. It's um it's not easy, but I tell you what um. For for all those colleagues, you know, uh, they survived. The ones that are back at work, they survived, and they may have lost family members, and they may have injured family members in in, in, in under treatment, and they may have lost neighbours and friends. But um, they are they're 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 very uh, keen to get back to work because that way they can they can feel useful and they can feel helpful, and you know they can focus. On, 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 because it's an extremely traumatic thing to be in, and it's still, um, it's still going on. There was an, er- an earthquake um, three o'clock this afternoon in Syria, so about about two and a half hours ago, um, and some some buildings. It, it wasn't a big one, but the problem is, is that there's so many partially damaged buildings or b- buildings with bits hanging off them that are just you know very shaky, and even a small tremor. So there's still buildings collapsing around. People haven't gotten over the trauma yet because they're reminded of every day new tremors, new aftershocks, bits of masonry falling down still. So, you know, it's, it's an awful thing. But for my guys, my team, our men and women are, are getting back to work and, and, it's, and it's sort of psychologically good for them because they feel like they're useful in their communities and they're helping out their friends and their neighbours, you know. Derek, I just wanted to keep you in mind and keep touching base with you and remind people again that help is continuously needed. Goalglobal.org is the donation path for Derek and his team there. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for joining me and always wish you well, Derek. Thanks a million, Jerry. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's uh, Derek O'Rourke there from County Mead, a wonderful guy who's regional security advisor with Goal in the Middle East. I just want to mention somebody before we leave you today because the death has been announced of journalist Deirdre Purcell. And I'm really sad to hear the news. Her passing has been sudden and uh, what a great woman she was. I interviewed her a number of times on this show. Familiar face from RTE television, voice in RTE radio and a wonderful author as well, producing some wonderful books. And uh, we remember Deirdre today and her family at this time. It's shocking, really. Uh, news just emerging as we're on air here this afternoon. May she rest in peace and uh, hopefully we'll uh, be talking about Deirdre.
a little later on in the week on the show here. That's it for the moment on Late Lunch. Back with you tomorrow. We have a special show for Valentine's Day. I know you love it. Forgive the pun. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. We'll see you on Tuesday at 1.30. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.